everyone, Rory here from This Paranormal Life, and I'm excited to be bringing you a free bonus episode of This Paranormal Life. This episode was only made possible by our incredible supporters over on Patreon, who get these bonus episodes once a month, so please give them all of your love and appreciation. In this episode, we dive into the haunted history of my birthplace, Savannah, Georgia, and we're also joined by a very interesting guest who quickly became a fan favorite. This is just one of over 70 bonus episodes, so if you enjoyed it, check out patreon.com forward slash thisparanormallife for more. Alright, are we ready to begin? Let's do it. Uh, kid, for our Halloween special, we investigated a bunch of cool haunted locations here in London. But you know, that's not my home. That's like telling a fish to investigate the woods. He's confused. He's scared. He doesn't know why the seaweed in this place is hanging from trees. Yeah, that's not a it's not a perfect uh, metaphor, I would say, because you have lived in London for years. So on this week's episode, I thought it would be fun to investigate the location of my birth. And no, I'm not talking about the experimental laboratory where I was created, I was but say. the place that I grew up in, Savannah, Georgia. Wow, somewhere we haven't spent, I don't think, any time on this paranormal life. Even less time than our shared uh, home, Northern Ireland. Which is kind of crazy, right? Because I'm sure some people listening to this podcast know that Savannah, specifically in Georgia, is regarded as the most haunted place in the entire United States. Jesus, you kept that one quiet. Yeah, well, even I didn't know the full extent until I started researching for this episode. I mean, when I was looking at haunted locations to investigate, uh, one website listed 37 different locations. Jesus, man. And that is a lot, considering that most of the landscape is just kind of dry, arid kind of... Uh, land, a lot of uh, lions, uh, elephants, giraffes. There's not even that many humans around. It's kind of a... You're thinking of the Savannah. Hmm? This is Savannah, Georgia. It is a city in the I state know what of a Savannah Georgia. Is, in the United States. Don't patronize me. I know what, everyone knows what a Savannah is. It's a, it's a beautiful city. It doesn't matter whether it's in... Right by the riverfront. It's, it's a Savannah. It's, it doesn't matter whether it's in Georgia or whether it's in Africa. Now, the weird part about Savannah in particular is... It's not really known for any other kind of paranormal activity, except for just a shit ton of ghosts. This place is like Disneyland for ghosts. Wow, that's insane. I didn't know that was the case. So today, what I thought we could do is dive into some, just a few, not 37, just a few of the most haunted buildings and locations in Savannah, Georgia. I love the idea that if you go to Savannah and try to talk to them about any other paranormal phenomenon that's ever occurred on Earth, you're like, uh, you guys ever heard of UFOs? A UF, a UF what? A, a UF, no, no, no. UFO, never heard of it. Never heard of it. Or uh, Yeah, they're, big they're huge skeptics. <laughs> we don't believe those crackpot theories around here. <laughs> he, he's completely see-through, all white wearing 19th century clothes. <laughs> we are men of science that have reasonable beliefs. 
Now come on down to the haunted shrimp factory. <laughs> Even though I was born in Savannah, Georgia, you know, my knowledge about the place is a little bit limited. So I thought to help us, I would invite a very special guest onto the podcast, Savannah local and professional tour guide slash historian. Please welcome Juke Jackson, everybody, to the podcast. Whoa. Woo. I was not expecting a guest. I got to say, this is, is this our first uh, bonus episode guest? It is. Well, well uh, no, we had uh, Ra. We had right, Ra sure. or Cyrus, I think, once sure, in the our podcast. Sure, our first human guest. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Uh, uh, Juke Jackson, welcome hey, to the podcast. To we're, exci- we're excited uh, to have you. Great to have you on the show. Well, boys, it's a pleasure for you to have me on this show, and I am so excited to give you a little tour of my hometown known as Savannah, Georgia. Duke, it, it's a real pleasure. Um, you don't have your camera on, the Google Meets chat um, right now, so I can't actually... Huh? Um, I don't know if that's possible for you to turn on, or it would be great to get a little visual. I have not owned a camera since 1947. <laughs> okay. That's, All right, Juke, but that's going to be hard because we kind of be need to see you uh, for, that, the, for the podcast. I'm also wildly thrown by that date. That's a really long time ago. Um, that's cool. We could do audio Maybe only. if I were to describe my clothes and appearance, you would be able to picture me as we speak uh, digitally. Uh, yeah, I would love that, actually. Thanks, Juke. What would you like to know? <laughs> Sorry, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I was just letting you talk because you said you were going to describe your appearance. So huh? if you just wanted to, I said I was just letting you talk. I because... believe there's some sort of delay. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's never mind, Rory. If you want to want to lead the conversation with you, I'm wearing a button-up flannel, <laughs> okay. brown boots, right, so you did. and a hat so you did that hear. is a certified relic from the war. Sorry, which war? Which war did you? Two. Okay, Two. okay. So, my God, I didn't know you were uh, a veteran. Um, thank you for your service, of course. Um, I have geez. lived in Savannah, Georgia, ever since I was a boy, and even younger. Right, as a baby or something? A child, yes. Is Rory still on the, the call, by the way, Duke? I just yeah, I'm here. To, again, I oh, am. Okay, hey. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, Sorry, I'm trying to I see ju- if there's I a just, way we can get rid of the delay. I just feel like you... Kind of, it was like you invited a guest into your house and then left me with them, and you kind of ran off somewhere. Um, I just was hoping that, given that you're hosting the case, you might be able to guide the conversation with Duke. Um, I am making small talk, I will say. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I talked to Duke before the show. Um, kid, if you have any questions about kind of his life in, in Georgia, we can get that out of the way before we hop into some of these haunted locations. Sure, Duke. I just have to get this uh, out of the way, as Rory says. Uh, are you in some way related or do all people from Savannah, Georgia sound the same because it, you are you do sound incredibly like Rory? I have never met this this beautiful, beautiful young gentleman in my life before. As I said, I was born in Savannah, Georgia in 1932. That's cool. You had to think about that for a second. My, my mother and father worked down at the local sugar factory before dying. In an explosion. I'm so sorry to hear that. Um, I, not that I'm quizzing you, but could you just repeat the year that you were born? Ever since then, the hot, sweet smell of cotton candy reminds me of my father's last words. Uh-huh, I do think- Someone help me. I'm on fire. 
Not exactly what I asked you, but is it there is. A delay? It, but it is. There is a delay, and but it is good background information <laughs> to give our audience a picture of the kind of gentleman we're dealing with. So thank you for that. It's a, it's an honor to have you on the show. Um, I didn't catch your name, sir. My name's Kit. My name's Kit. Mister Kit. And your second name, sir? My second name is uh, Greer Mulvena. Nice to meet you, Jude. What, what was your... I didn't catch nice your last name. Nice to meet you, What's your last name? Mr. Kit Griggle Mulvena. My last name is Juke Jackson. Specifically Jackson. <laughs> right. Sorry. I, <laughs> I missed it first time, Ron. Thanks. Thanks, sir. It's I also apologize. not... It's just there a, is a delay. There, it's not Griggle. It's actually Greer. It's Kit Greer, Greer Mulvena. Greer Mulvena. Yeah, close enough. All right, Rory, I think we can jump into today's case, potentially. All right, I'm very excited. Uh, Duke, uh, would you like to introduce us to our first stop on today's tour? Just a quick sidebar, just before we get started. Um, I don't know if there's, like, if it's the delay or if it's, like, a technical thing, but I do you see... You like to I talk do see a lot, that, don't you, Mr. Griggles? I do see this. You sure are, the little one. Duke <laughs> is on the call, but anytime he talks, it's just... Like nothing moves on his. Like it, it's not saying there's any audio coming. It's actually saying there's no audio coming from Duke's uh, computer. What? Are you tr- what, what? There could be some sort of technical. I don't think he's very tech savvy. He was okay. born in 1931. 19... That is correct, sir. That's fine. It just it just yeah, keeps so keep saying I don't it's all coming through Rory's it. computer. It says the audio is all coming through Rory's computer. I just it's just a little thing, but it's fine. We. I'm just curious. I'm just making sure everything's working and we're getting all the audio recorded on his side too, you know? I mean, we are two different people in two different places. For example, if we weren't, how could we do this? Um, Duke, let's say our favorite food in three, two, one. Crisps. Shrimp sandwich. Yeah, and there was a delay. There was a delay, but it was approximately... Well, there is one. ...in sync, yeah. Yeah, so... There is going to be a delay. I think we established that. Sandwich. That's that's. that's Let's not dwell on that. He's an old person. Let's dive into our first location. I just don't know if that's even a type of sandwich. You said those words to my father. He'd fight you if he was still alive today. He's not with us. He's not with us. I know. God rest his criminal soul. He's a criminal. Do we have time for this? Welcome, boys, to our first stop on the tour of Savannah's beautiful streets, the Marshall House. Head on inside. And take a look around. All right, thank you. Thank you, Duke. Thanks, Duke. Uh, Kit, believe it or not, this is one of the oldest hotels in Savannah. First established in 1851. Wow. It enjoyed a brief period of fancy financial success before a little thing rolled around called the American Civil War. Wow. When was the Civil War again? Disturbingly recent. The American Civil War was from the 12th of April, 1861, to the 9th of April, 1865. Yeah, I see what you mean. That is is, uh, just over 150 years. That would actually explain a lot about the American political landscape today. Okay, noted. During the winter period of this war, the Marshall House was taken over by Union General William T. Sherman and his soldiers transforming the beautiful hotel into a makeshift hospital for the troops. And of course, this is where the backstory gets grisly. Yeah, you know, through any war, particularly the Civil War, anything with more than two walls got turned into a war hospital. Yeah. An outhouse toilet, that's a daybed for two two inpatients. (laughs) Uh, a, a, A moving car, a horse carriage, you can fit about 13. 
wounded soldiers in there. Yeah, oh, you're hurt? You're going to have to head to the ICU immediately, a.k.a. that bucket over there in the corner. Just stand in it, and we'll get to you in a second. According to the stories, that winter in 1864 was particularly cold, meaning the doctors who were operating on the soldiers couldn't even bury their amputated limbs because the ground was frozen solid. So instead, the doctors had to bury the limbs under the floorboards of the Marshall House Hotel. There's no way that was the best opportunity. There's no way that made the most sense. <laughs> uh, burn them. Burn them all. Like, you don't have to bury them. Just burn them in a big fire. Yeah, they were really locked into the, the, the concept of burying. <laughs> um, shoot, granted, shoot, I don't shoot know them what with to do gun. with limbs. Shoot them with a gun until they turn to dust. Maybe if you had enough limbs, you could build another soldier. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But surely burying them under the floorboards of... That's how you know they had no intentions of turning this, giving this place back over to the hotel owners. <laughs> if you're like, yeah, we're going to be here like two, three days tops. Don't worry about it. Okay, but you're ripping up the floorboards and putting legs <laughs> I, I, in there. I, 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 <laughs> All right, we surrender. Here's the keys back to the hotel. Thanks, guys. What's that smell? Milk, I think. I think we left some milk in the fridge. <laughs> A whole century later, the building had to be shut down during restoration and was deemed a crime scene when workers found human remains on the grounds. Yeah, that'll do it. That will really do it. Now, as you can imagine, a building with this kind of history is going to have a few unwanted guests. Transparent guests, if you catch my drift. And oh boy, do they drift. They don't walk at all. We get it. You're talking about a ghost. Guests at the hotel have reported seeing Union soldiers wandering around the halls, holding severed limbs, looking for the old surgery room. Damn, that's extremely creepy. Uh, you know, we know that ghosts like to hang around on Earth, particularly when they have unfinished business. Um, or they were just bastards and they didn't make it upstairs. Um, but there's no, there's no unfinished business like... Not show business, but having a limb ripped off that you can't find. Yeah, if a part of your body is still on Earth when your soul goes up to heaven, you're going to want to maybe stick around for a little bit to see if you can piece yourself back together. Those who are brave enough to venture down into the basement have seen ghostly men carrying stretchers with dead bodies on them, walking them through an ocean of amputated limbs littered across the basement floor. You know, and there really was an ocean of amputated limbs because, as we say, this was the 1800s. Medical science was not quite as advanced as it was today. Duke would be the first to know, I'm sure, after not to bring up old wounds, but I'm sure after his parents died. And I think he said a sugar accident. Explosion specifically. I don't want to get him involved again. I think no, he's, and I don't he's either. left, so. <laughs> That's... For the best, we'll call him back when he's good and ready. But Sorry, um, I believe I heard you hello? boys talking about the rich history of the Jackson family. No, no, couldn't be further from the truth, Duke, but good to have you back anyway. I believe you were discussing the events of my father's demise. We were, we were, yeah. He was a distant man, emotionally and physically. Where were you, by the way? <laughs> Because you were obviously still listening because you came back when you heard us talking about your, 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 your dad. I have a device known as AirPods, which allow me we, to we travel from are. my laptop. Okay, you are familiar yeah. with this technology. That's cool. We have them here in the UK too. Good to have you here. All good. We just thought you were gone. Any more questions about this establishment or my father's demise? 
of which I of which I had no hand. No one's is that supposed to be a pun? Uh, there, there's no one said you had a hand. If you believe it to be so, then it is a pun. But I want you to know, I have been deemed innocent. That's cool. That's cool, Juke. All right. We're all, we're all on the same page. Holl if you need me. All right, thanks, Juke. Holl if you uh, need me. Finishing details about... Where the, the f*** did you find this okay. guy? Okay, uh, Craigslist. He said he knew a lot about Georgia. The more I talk to him, I don't know if he actually is from Georgia. He seems to just have, like, cobbled together a bunch of stories. I looked. There, there was no sugar factory explosion ever recorded in... In any state, I think, in America. So. I'm also just crunching the numbers. He said he was born in 1932. I think he said we should make him 90, which would explain a lot. Like, I guess he is sharp, sort of, for a 90-year-old. But like, the fact that he knows what AirPods are is borderline impressive. But um, yeah, I think the delay is really throwing him. Uh, back to back to the Marshall House. One of the weirdest occurrences takes place in the women's bathroom. One stall in particular constantly locks itself, trapping guests inside where they have to cry out for help from anyone nearby. Some guests unfortunate enough to get trapped even report seeing the outlines of a transparent woman in the bathroom with them. Uh, this is really bad. Um, why would someone stay here? Did you say it's still a hotel? It is still a hotel. I think quite a nice one as well. What we're going to realize is if you're staying in savannah georgia uh your only choices are haunted hotels <laughs> you just get to pick what kind of haunting you want like i am probably not going to use the the women's restroom so this is kind of an appealing selection for me i just don't know how good any breakfast buffet has to be to override thousands of amputated limbs underneath the floorboards maybe a continental breakfast that would be pretty dope i do like I do like hot beans. And this is George as well, so they probably got bacon grits, uh, muffins, or biscuits, all that jazz. It's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good breakfast. That being said, other guests have experienced uh the feeling of somebody tickling their feet at night while they're trying to sleep. So, you know, some people are into that. This could be the hotel that you wanna choose. If they got grits, catch me squeezing under the bottom of the bathroom stall to bypass the lock. <laughs> So that is our first one today, the Marshall House. Hey, really cool start. Um, we're all already painting quite a picture. Um, as you know, I already had quite a picture of Savannah in my mind, um, mostly for the kind of safari element. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of interested in doing a kind of safari to see the animals. But um, I'm also seeing a different side to it now that I might be interested in going to see sometime. You boys finished up at the old Marshall House. Yeah, Duke, We're just I'm just wrapping it up here with Kit. We're, we're just finishing uh the kind of closing well all right statements. well there's plenty more to see today boys so if you are ready we can proceed thanks duke um just curious what are you doing when you're not uh when you're like just in the background not communicating with us on this call mr griggles i don't know how they do things in northern ireland but over here in savannah we respect a man's privacy <laughs> Well, that's cool. It's just you've offered up a lot of information about yourself up to this point. But that's cool if we want to shut it off at this, just the kind of what you're up to right now. If you must know, I whittle small ornaments for Christmas trees. And it is a working day, sir. You you what them? You whittle them? I whittle. I whittle. 
It's not. It's you, do, you don't need to repeat. You don't need to repeat it. I just don't know what that word means. Could you enlighten me? To whittle. <laughs> That's right. Jake. To whittle. That's... To whittle the wood. To whittle the wood. Well, you really are a city boy if you don't know what a whittle is. A whittle is to whittle down a little bit of wood. Does that make things clear for you? Clear as fucking mud. Boy. Clear as fucking mud. I'm not a Yankee. You know that. You know that. <laughs> Just because I'm not from Savannah doesn't mean I'm from New York City. That doesn't make any sense. Let's move on. Let's move on, Duke. Let's go to our next location. All these people never understood my dream. You, my father, my mother, never <laughs> understood that a man should be able to whittle. I'm sorry, boys. Ne I'm getting a little off track here. I feel like a fish in the forest. I'm all turned around. I used that. I used that huh? metaphor earlier, Duke. Yeah, were you... Was it's he, a good one. Was he on the call before? This is all right. Maybe that's. I've been listening to you boys for a while. You're a fan of the show, is that right? Nope. All right. All right. I don't. I don't really <laughs> understand that. Uh, Juke, I think we're ready to. I think we're ready to go to the next, the next location. Well, I hope you boys aren't too scared already, because this next location is gonna put the willies in you. Welcome to our next stop on the trip. The Moon River Brewing Company. Go on, take a look around. All right, thank you. Thanks, Get back, Duke. go back to whittle, whittling. Uh, all right, all right, Kent. Uh, let's talk about our second location. The Moon River Brewing Company was built in 1812 and was actually originally a city hotel, hmm. a beautiful, fancy establishment that was home to some of Savannah's classiest locals. Members of high society would travel from all over the state to stay in this luxurious hotel. Up until the point, it was turned into a Civil War hospital. <laughs> right. <laughs> sure. Didn't matter how luxurious it was. Uh, I'm guessing maybe the more luxurious soldiers. Maybe that's the, the hospital they went to. Yeah, I think we're starting to see why a lot of the buildings in Savannah are haunted by ghosts. Uh, the building housed injured soldiers and also those suffering with yellow fever, a disease that's transmitted by mosquito bites and can be quite deadly. Oof, a lot of things could get you back in the day, whether it was the Civil War or the yellow fever. Yeah, there's a lot of shit flying around. Because of this, Hundreds of people died inside these walls, many of whom are believed to haunt the grounds to this very day. In fact, the paranormal activity here is so high that it's been investigated by TV shows such as Ghost Hunters and Ghost Adventures. Every year, paranormal investigators flock to the building to see if they can get a glimpse of some of the resident ghosts. Wow, that's really amazing. So let's talk about them. Well, if you're brave enough to go down into the basement, you may come face to face with the ghost Toby, a spirit who's infamous for shoving people while they're trying to play billiards. <laughs> so specific, so specific. He just gets a real kick out of like messing up people's game, I guess. Down there, people have also reported temperature drops, bottles smashing, and objects being thrown across the room. To be fair, something kind of funny about becoming a ghost and then just let's say... I don't know, hanging out next to people who buy lottery tickets in a shop and then just ripping up the lottery ticket in front of them. <laughs> it's kind of funny. Uh, I mean, it's not really, though. That's kind of sad and like a mean thing to do, but I, the spirit's there, I I'm guess. Just, I'm, just saying, I'm just saying shoving people while they're trying to play a game is kind of funny. Yeah, like sometimes if I'm bored, I'll go to my local park 
and like hunt out children's birthday parties. Okay, you're taking and, it um, to a weird place. Whatever uh, you're about to say is just taking it too far. You slap a cake out of the, out of the child's hand. The, the child's usually too small and weak to carry the cake, so it's usually the mother or the father slap it out of their hands. Like that's def- um, it is definitely illegal. It is definitely illegal because it's like destruction of property or theft or something like that. Cake isn't property. It's food. <laughs> is a chicken property? Let's move on. Let's, yes. If it belongs to someone, anything's property. It's pro- What are you going to say? I got to pay rent on a f***ing hamburger? You said it so confidently. You said it so confidently. Cake isn't well, I guess property. I'm a property investor because I got a KFC bucket for lunch. All right, Kit, you, you crazy little rapscallion. Sure, bud. Try it in court. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Kit, when we bottle up our emotions, it can start to affect us negatively. Sometimes it's important that we get stuff off our chest. Tell me about it. I found a UFO in the forest, and now this thing is attached to my chest. Jesus, that's an alien. Mm -hmm. All right, I was speaking metaphorically about dealing with emotions and talking about our feelings by using services like BetterHelp. I don't need to talk about my feelings. This thing can read my mind. Therapy can be a great way to set boundaries and become the best version of yourself. With BetterHelp, you can get matched with a licensed therapist that suits your needs it's online convenient flexible and suited to your schedule we're saying they can get things off my chest like uh, zonktar here don't give it a name maybe me and zonktar can sign up for better help together give it a shot and whatever it is get it off your chest with better help visit betterhelp.com paranormal life today to get 10 percent off your first month that's better help h-e-l-p.com slash paranormal life trying to court On the third floor of the building, you can find the spirit of a woman nicknamed Mrs. Johnson. She can be seen floating through the halls in period clothing, or standing there staring at you from atop of the staircase. So interesting. So they, they, you know, we know these ghosts on a first name basis, kind of. Yeah. To be fair, I don't think that comes from their history. I think these are names that the uh, staff have given the ghosts because of just how frequently they're popping up. Got you, got you. So if somebody feels something in the basement, they'll just be like, ah, that's just Toby. Don't worry about him. Right. So there's like probably one in the attic they call like Harry Styles or something because he like has long hair or something. And does the staff happen to be Gen Z? Uh, They just name it whatever's going on in the world. One's they call one Salt Bay because he because he has the little glasses. (laughs) I guess calling them things like Toby is a lot nicer than like Zagaru. 
uh, you know, oh, that's our that's our local demon, Zagaru. <laughs> right. He, he shoves people. It's like that's how you get people to not stay at your hotel. But if you're like, hey, Toby is our little f-ing dude down in the basement. I hope he doesn't shove you. You know. Yeah, it's <laughs> right. It's <laughs> like when people have dogs that have like you know like terrifying dogs that definitely are fighting dogs and they've probably killed a couple of people and they're like oh yeah uh, she's called princess she's called princess it's like that you can't you can't launder the image of this dog it's terrifying exactly although i do want to see a little chihuahua called zagaru (laughs) (laughs) that would be great i I know I, i i know exactly what you mean though i mean yeah if these demons had biblical names it would be a lot less fun yeah One of the most terrifying testimonies comes from the 1990s, when there was construction being done on the third floor. While work was ongoing at the site, the wife of the foreman was shoved down the stairs by an unknown force. To this day, her and her husband believe that it was Mrs. Johnson, not even Toby the shoving ghost. What is with these ghosts? Everybody's getting shoved? Yeah, I mean... It's a pretty interesting way for a ghost or a spirit to interact with the living. We really don't have that too much in the cases that we've investigated. It's usually like a cold feeling or a sensation on the back of your neck. These ghosts are, they're moshing in the afterlife. Yeah, it is a lesser known issue about the paranormal realm because people because people have the common misconception that ghosts uh, cannot touch us, that they pass right through. They can shove. They can shove, and I'm all too aware of it. That's why whenever I'm in London or any city that has an underground or metro system, if I'm leaning over the platform to see if a train's coming, I'm grabbing onto a pole. I'm grabbing onto a pole uh, nearby. That's just safe. Lest a ghost pushes me onto the tracks. Yeah. We've talked about the call of the void before on the podcast. That's Toby. Toby's trying to holler you over to the edge to give you a nice timely shoving. <laughs> so just be careful, everyone out there. So as you can tell just from these testimonies, the Moon River Brewing Company has its fair share of ghosts and to this day is considered one of the most haunted locations in Savannah, Georgia. You know, if it's a brewing company too, you know, I don't know if the, the ghost can interact with the alcohol also. I mean, um, hey, who doesn't get a little bit shovy after a couple of ales? That's true. If they're knocking back some some spirits, uh, I'd probably get a little bit shovey too. Especially if people aren't respecting your space, you know, rowdy guests coming in, playing billiards in your basement. Uh, Maybe a shove is exactly what these people need. You know, I don't want to put words in the Duke's uh, mouth, but it sounded as if his father was potentially shoved into a vat of hot sugar. And maybe that's how he died. I don't know if that was anything to do with it. it was the kind of kind of shoving. Did you situation. mention my name, Mister Griggles? It's insane. He's like he's literally just waiting on the end of the line. Yes, we did hide you. I heard you mention me and the untimely demise it's of my father career, at the sugar factory. Well, not Griggles. Griggles isn't a name. For your either. information, Mister Greer Mulfiner, my father was not pushed into some sort of sugar machine. There was an explosion. An untimely explosion at the sugar factory. An explosion is rarely timely. Many would say my father had it coming due to the treatment of his family and the way he forbid his child from ever whittling in the house or outside of the house. So you're saying he deserved it? I'm saying that many people, if they knew my father like I know my father, they'd say he deserved it. (laughs) 
Okay. It really feels <laughs> okay, like a roundabout way okay. of saying you think he deserved yeah. it. Okay. I think, Juke, if we can kind of keep on track uh, with some of the locations, uh, that's that would my be a fault. Good thing that is my today. fault because I asked him. I asked him what he thought. So, so thank you, Juke, for showing us the brewing company. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. Yes, of course. You know, let me, let me, uh, let me get your thoughts on the old Moon River Brewing Company, Mister Greer McIntosh. I really like it. It feels like a, um, it feels like a bit of a shakeup from our the others that we've seen that were hotels, um, and we seem to have some pretty interesting, um, hardcore kind of definitive sightings of ghosts that are in fact repeatable that people have given these ghosts in fact names quite disturbing that the ghosts are attacking people though it is unfortunate yes well if you ever want to experience it firsthand you give old juke jackson a call and i'll let you experience a little bit of southern hospitality what getting shoved no no i meant that you could come and stay here anytime you oh, want to oh, uh, visit me in georgia you're also welcome to, of course, uh, Mr. Beautiful Rory Powers. Duke, I, pre I was actually born in in Savannah, Georgia, so that would be nice I for me to go back. I did not know that, that you were born there. But, hell, you might know more about this place than I do. Unlikely, unlikely, because he left there really young, Duke. I don't know if he said that. He left there really young. He did not say that. I was not privy to that information. I, I, would you like to see the next location on our little tour today, gentlemen? I would absolutely love that. Yeah. I think if we just keep the rest of the podcast on the rails, because we have run long, because we've had quite a few digressions, so let's just keep things on the straight and narrow. Well, I hope you're ready, boys, because this next one could put hair on the chest of a newborn baby. Welcome to the Pirate's House. All right, now we're really getting Woo! somewhere. Thank you, Duke. I'm going to get back to my whittling now. <laughs> Can I ask out of curiosity, mm -hmm. what is your favorite Christmas iconography? Um, if hypothetically a gentleman were to will you a gift, please, please don't. That sounds like a lot of effort. Um, but uh, I guess just the tree, just the classic tree. The edges are a little too hard for Duke. You might not know this, but I am ninety years old. I do know. You told me what year you were born. Um, a, a star. A star, Duke. The corners are too sharp for Duke's old All right, hands. I'm just gonna. Could I I'm recommend gonna throw you possibly one. a snowball or a <laughs> chimney. I don't know if a chimney <laughs> even counts as Christmas iconography. Uh, a snowball Mr. is. Mr. Grief that is just, where do you think Santa comes down? Can I go with a with a bauble, a Christmas a bauble that would go on a tree? It is completely round, no corners, and yet it is uh, unmistakably an icon of Christmas. That for you, sir, I can do. Two bubbles coming right up. All right, thank you, Duke. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna head into the pirate's house now. Why does he Why does he whittle? He clearly can't use his hands. He's so old. Why does he insist on whittling wood? I'm into just shapes? confused because, like, it, does he mute his microphone when he goes off to whittle? Because otherwise, we'd be hearing the sounds of woodworking. But then seemingly as soon as we mention him, he's there in an instant. It's really, I don't know if he's even doing anything. He might just be standing. I don't think he's doing anything. I think he's sitting in complete silence. He killed his father too, right? I just want to be black and white about this. A hundred percent he did. <laughs> it's like he, it's like he wants us to accuse him. Like he keeps leaving more clues. <laughs> Part of me thinks he wants to be caught. He's like weirdly proud of it. All right, look, let's dive into one of my favorite locations for today, the Pirate's House. I wanted to include this on my list because not only is it an amazing paranormal hotspot, but also I've been here many oh, times wow, before. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah. 
I think a lot of people who have ever been to Georgia or live in Georgia will know the Pirate's House. It's a 250-year-old tavern and is known as one of Savannah's oldest buildings, established roughly around 1794. That's crazy. So people really did get off the damn boat and built the Pirate House right away. Yeah. The tavern was made famous when it appeared in the book Treasure Island by Robert Louis Stevenson. Ah. The character of Captain Flint was said to have died on the premises. And to this day, locals claim the ghost of this legendary pirate haunts the shadows of the pirate's house. Outside of fiction, the pirate's house was at one point a pretty cutthroat establishment where salty seamen and pirates would clash and booze and party until the mornings. However, some patrons would be unluckier than others. You see, there were a number of secret exits and tunnels at the tavern that led from the rum cellar down to the waterfront. It's said that many sailors who ended up drinking too much at the tavern would wake up hundreds of miles away on a ship that had been sailing for hours. Holy shit. The kidnapped men would then have no choice but to work on the ship or be thrown overboard. Holy moly. I mean, Roy, me and you have had some pretty hairy nights out with uh, hangovers to match, but that really takes the biscuit. Your life as you know it is over. Because you drank one too many rum and coke. Can you imagine going out for a few grogs with the boys? And then the next morning, you're like covering your eyes from the sun. You hear seagulls overhead. And you're like, what the, the f*** is going on? You're like, oh, I got shanghaied. God damn it. Guess I have to work on this pirate ship now for three years. Yes, I got to scrub a poop deck. I was a lawyer before this. I don't even know I, uh, how a ship works. <laughs> The kind of cool thing is, I guess it's not cool at all, but uh, you would really have no choice but to just work on this ship because of the implication. You know, as much as this is a terrible punishment and indictment of this sad pirate house, I think there's a lot of people out there who would actually want this to happen to them. You know, people who maybe their life didn't end up the way they thought it would. They're trapped in an unhappy job or situation or marriage or something, and they're just praying that someone just pulls a trap door that sends them down a chute onto a boat to Shanghai, <laughs> and they're never seen again. Hell yeah, brother. I've had weeks of my life where I'm begging to get Shanghai'd. My biggest disappointment is, is opening my eyes in the morning and I'm in my bed. I wish I was on a pirate ship 100 miles from here. I've, I've talked about it on the podcast before, but um, this is allegedly big business in Japan. People who will, um, you know, they will, you could pay them for you to disappear. And they'll, you know, the, <laughs> we're not saying kill you. We're saying move you to Hokkaido, get a new <laughs> passport, new job, new ID. Yeah. I mean, that's, let's keep that in our back pocket if things ever get a little too hairy. Uh, with this Paranormal Life podcast. You know, as we said, we've had to move country several times just because of uh, the man trying to shut us down. So if we need to disappear and become Kit-san and Rory-san and start hosting a podcast from Hokkaido, I'm up for it, dude. <laughs> we just start going out to bars <laughs> Uh, with peg legs and eye patches, just begging to be Shanghai. <laughs> We'd be our asses would be so annoying that they just send us back. <laughs> they do the same thing to us on the other side, send us back to exactly where we came from. We we go on a night out in northern Japan and wake up in a podcast studio in East London. Like ah shit. <laughs> Back to our old lives. We're so annoying that Blackbeard the pirate ordered us an Uber home. 
It's like, really, dude? It's like, just sleep it off, man. You, you clearly don't want to be a pirate. You're, you're not healthy you enough to be a pirate. Because of this dark history, guests have reported hearing ghostly moaning coming from within the tunnels. Perhaps the cries of the drunken souls that were dragged away, never to be seen again. Wow, I mean, a lot of misfortune has occurred in, in them, their halls. Yeah, I, you know, if you haven't been to uh, the pirate's house and you live semi nearby, 100% recommend going. It's a very famous place now in, in Georgia. Uh, really cool restaurant. They really lean into the pirate theme. I think I remember being there and there were uh, people dressed as pirates who would walk around the tables and hold swords to your throats. Is there anywhere in this town that isn't threatening or bad or have a dark history? Because, I, sorry if I've got the wrong end of the stick, but as far as I understand it, the most luxury hotel in town it has dead people pushing you off cliffs or something. You go to the pirate cove, you're trying to eat a f***ing <laughs> hamburger and a guy puts a, a, a cutlass to your throat. Is there somewhere I can just get a hot chocolate and read my newspaper? Uh, I'd say going down to the old sugar factory, but ever since that explosion, <laughs> it hasn't been the same. There, there, there might be a human eyeball floating in your hot chocolate. <laughs> I think this is why Southern hospitality is a thing. Because they have to be hospitable to the ghosts. Right, right. And pirates, and pirate ghosts. Jesus, man, this is really something. Yeah, this is, uh, I mean, the Pirate's House, one of my favorite places in Savannah, and probably my favorite place on this entire list that we're investigating today. Um, I, I think I'm going to call the Duke back, right, just man. as we, we kind of wrap to, up I here. Guess. Well, usually we just say his name and it kind of summons him. So I think just saying... I'll just say the word sugar factory and I guess he'll... So you boys are finished at the pirate's house, I see. We are. Hi, Duke. Now, Mr. Gringles, if you would like to extend your hands so I can deliver to you this personally carved Christmas ornament. We are on a we are on a Google Meets call, um, Mr. Duke, but um, I, will, I will proverbially stretch out my hand. You can show me it. Now, how would I get this to you? You could... Is this some sort of... You could mail it. My computer is very you old. just show me it just over the... Well, you can't because you didn't turn your camera. It is a little pointy. I will admit. It's pointy? The bobble was hard to carve. You said you couldn't do corners. It started as a square. <laughs> I was not strong enough to remove the corners. Why do you... So it's a square bobble. It's a box. It's, uh, let's just call it a present. You could have told me we could just do a present ornament. Well, all right then. I'm happy with that. And Mr. Powers... Would you like your bobble, or could I also carve you a present? It sounds like the present means no carving at all. It's just giving me a square of wood, so I will you take. I'll take that if that means the least amount anything. of work. You didn't carve anything. For your information, Mr. Greer, this knife has carved many things. Wood. Your father's flesh. Is that, what, is that where you're going to go? Yes, man. Right. So oh, I, I will remind you, Mr. Greer, that I am a Southern gentleman who has been acquitted. Of the murder of my father. You said <laughs> to begin with deemed innocent, deemed which was way too much information, by the way. And now you said acquitted of the murder of your father. So to be clear, you were tried. You were tried and they didn't have enough evidence. They tried and they failed. I just need to understand why your profile picture is not moving. There is no audio coming from I have to say it. There's no audio coming from the Duke's computer. I don't think it's even a real computer. I think... That Rory and the Duke are the same person. That, it's not. 
Uh, that's not then true. Why, that's clearly why, not why, true. Why, I'm why on your this, side. I think the little it's audio weird. Uh, bubbles come up whenever the Duke talks from your computer. We've been on an amazing journey today, boys. I just want to say what a pleasure it's been to uh, be able to visit you uh, and talk about my favorite place in the world, Savannah, Georgia. It's been great, Duke. I, let's face it, it's been far from a pleasure. It's actually become quite confrontational because we've just you've admitted to the murder of your own parents. Uh, thank you, I guess, I for no showing us thing. around. Mr. Grief, I did no such thing. Uh, it's almost time for me to leave. My time on this earth grows short. As you know, I am very old. And I do have quite a severe drinking problem. Okay. But I would be wrong as a frog on a firework if I didn't include just one last location. <laughs> so we're not done. We're not done. Okay. We are only getting started. We're only getting started. Well, welcome, welcome, boys, to our final stop, the 1790 Inn and Restaurant. Okay. Head on in and enjoy. Okay. Thanks, Duke. Sorry, I got pretty heated and uh, kind of blew up at the end there without really knowing that he still had this kind of awkward. I didn't realize he still had to show us around one last location, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, we can just not mention, maybe we'll just end it before he can come back and we'll just uh, breeze through this last one. Uh, But I am actually really glad that Duke included this as our final stop on the tour, because like the Pirate's House, believe it or not, Kit... I actually have a very strong connection to the history of this building. Is that right? And that is that my family actually helped build it. Whoa! In fact, if you go on the website and look at the building's history, it says, quote, The western part of the building was built between 1821 and 1823 by Steel White, and the smaller eastern section was built by the Powers family in 1888. Yo, that is low-key crazy. It's nuts that we haven't really brought up the fact that my literal family helped build one of the most haunted buildings in all of America. Yeah, five years into this paranormal life and we're only uncovering this. I mean, that's really cool to have. I mean, I don't think I have too much of a record of what my... Either side of my family would have been up to at 1888. It's a real long time ago. So to know what yours were doing is quite something. Yeah, it's kind of weird for me because I obviously spend most of my time and history with the Irish side of my family. Yeah. I don't get to see the American side too much. So anytime I actually read about the history of Savannah and Georgia, uh, I kind of forget that the Powers family has a, a long um, history over there. So this was kind of trippy to actually see written down on the internet. Right. You're kind of like the Harry Potter of Savannah. You know, whenever you tell people your last name, they're like, <laughs> they're, they're like, my, my liege, why didn't you say? And they drop to their knees. <laughs> yeah. While your great, great grandfather was very kind to my family. <laughs> yeah. I haven't been back to Georgia in, or I haven't been back to Savannah in 10 plus years, wow. but I'm actually hoping to go back next year for the first time in a very long time. So it'll be amazing to maybe even stay in this place that my great-great-grandparents built. I mean, that would be incredible. What I'm hearing is yeah, you own the East Wing, I think. Apparently. I think, yeah, I can flash my passport and I get to stay for free. But let's talk about the paranormal history of this place. The only slightly famous tragic story that took place at this inn was the story of a young woman named Anne the bride of an arranged marriage who fell in love with a sailor in the early 1800s. 
The story goes that in a fit of heartache, Anne threw herself out of the third floor window, falling to her death on the brick courtyard below. And now, if you check into room 204, you are likely to be visited by Anne. She's known to move objects across the room and rip the blanket off you in the middle of the night. That is way too much. I'm going to need some kind of booking.com genius discount if I'm going to stay in room 204 because that is just not on. And she's not the only one. A boy named Thaddeus is sometimes seen on the ground floor in the restaurant and tavern. Thaddeus likes to leave shiny pennies lying around on tables and desks. He's pretty chill, I will admit. But substantially less chill is the alleged ghost of a voodoo practitioner that lives in the kitchen. All right. <laughs> He's a demon. He's a demon. Suddenly Thaddeus and his shiny pennies isn't looking too bad. <laughs> This ghost is known to throw pots and pans at the staff working and apparently acts up when there's a woman working in the kitchen. All right, I don't like that terminology. That sounds like coded language for sure. Yeah, I can't tell if that makes him progressive or not. Like, he gets angry when a woman is working in the kitchen. Is he like, she could be doing anything! <laughs> Why have you put her in the kitchen? Or is he just a bastard? I, it's hard to tell. Right. Right, yeah. I'm going to assume he's pretty sexist if he was a ghost from the 1800s. Yeah, and a voodoo practitioner. I don't know how much he like kind of hangs out on Twitter and is aware of kind of progressive politics. But as you can tell, this building that my grandparents built is dripping in the paranormal. Even though, as I said, a lot of these ghosts, it's very hard to pin down where exactly they came from or why they're still haunting to this day. Now, there are a lot of places that, as I said, didn't make the list today. There's a haunted shrimp factory in the state. There's multiple haunted graveyards. There's the haunted Savannah Theater, the haunted Civil War forts, the haunted battlefields. There are haunted tunnels underneath the city of Savannah. You pretty much strain yourself trying to find a place in the city that isn't haunted. Even the sign as you enter Savannah that says, Welcome to Savannah. One time a guy beat another guy to death using the sign, and now the sign's haunted. There isn't a square inch of this place that isn't haunted. When I was uh, researching these, they obviously have a lot of um, companies that do, like, uh, haunted tours where you go from place to place at night. Mm -hmm. uh, but they actually do, like, a haunted... Basically, what we did for our Halloween special, they offer, like, a haunted bar crawl where you can go mm -hmm. to all of the taverns in Savannah and... Uh, visit these haunted uh visit these haunted locations and get a beer it looks like a great time wow this would be really cool to do maybe we should think hard about uh routing our next this paranormal life tour through savannah for this reason alone 100 percent. hey i would take any excuse to get back to savannah uh catch up with the old powers family and maybe stay then uh, grab a burger at the pirate's house and maybe spend the night at the 1790 inn and restaurant. I do feel like you have, you know, the ghost's good graces because of your family history. I might personally uh, day trip and uh, stay in Atlanta because I don't think I would survive the night in Savannah. Yeah, we are known for provoking the paranormal. So going to a place where we are the minority against the undead is, uh, you know, that's a risk. That's a dice roll. I think the Duke, to be honest, would have killed me if I had yeah, seen him I just in person. Wouldn't, I wouldn't say his name. I wouldn't say his name because we're kind of at the end okay, now and I think sorry. we can maybe get away without just bringing it up on the, the podcast. Uh, uh, Kit, I hope you enjoyed 
this um, this month's bonus episode for this paranormal life. Bit of a weird one, but I think it was fun to dive into a bit of my history and my relationship with Savannah and hearing a little bit about these these incredible haunted locations. Bro, I couldn't agree more. I didn't know a damn thing about Savannah. Uh, I assumed you were just born into maybe a kind of baobab tree situation, a bit like a, a kind of monkey, yeah. you know, the way they live in the trees just in order to survive in the savannah away from lions giraffes things like that so i didn't have any idea of what your home environment would have looked like um now i have a much better much clearer idea and in fact i do want to visit so hopefully we could talk more about savannah in future yeah it's a lot more haunted than you probably thought it was a hundred percent all right well thank you guys for listening to uh this month's bonus episode I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a blast. Uh, once again, thank you for supporting us on Patreon. It's because of you guys that, you know, this this show exists. And we love making this bonus content. Uh, between the bonus episodes and the after party, it's some of the most fun stuff that we that we get to record together. So I hope you really enjoyed this week's episode because we enjoyed hosting it. Couldn't agree more, Rory. Uh, really fun to do something a little bit different. Granted, I wasn't expecting to have a guest on this episode, but it did make it all the more fun, uh, even if a little stressful at times. Um, and truly, I'm just glad that the Duke hasn't come back at this juncture of the podcast because I wouldn't want to have to explain to Duke what Patreon is or who's listening to this. Been a pleasure, boys. Oh, oh Jesus. shit, Jesus. How long have you been there, Duke? Truth be told, I never left. <laughs> right. I just, I'm just going to assume that from now on uh, for the rest of my life, I think, that the Duke is constantly watching. Well, it's been great to have you, Duke. Sorry we, we didn't always see eye Thank to you. eye on, on the, how to best run this episode, but um, I appreciate your insight. I'm sure the listeners do too. It's been an honor, Mr. Grape. Now tell me a little but bit more about to, this Patreon. You are just in, no, no, I'm not getting into it. And you're goading me at this point by mispronouncing my name. And you just heard that I didn't want to explain to you what Patreon is, so we're not getting well, into it. I assume it. it's some sort of factory that you run with Mr. Powers. Right, it's a kind of a factory, that's true. And we have workers. There's workers who work at the factory. My father ran a factory yeah, once. Yeah, we know, and you killed him. So Allegedly. Allegedly. Boys, so you're not even, say you're not even a... <laughs> denying it at this point. You're not even denying it. I just want to say it's been a pleasure uh, to be involved in, in, in this little episode. This is my first ever podcast. I don't know if you boys know that about me. I do not have a very big digital footprint. And is there, I mean, with that said, just do you want to shout out anything out? Is there anything you want to... Where can the listeners find you, Mr. Juke? Uh, down by River Street. If you head down to the corners of 37 and 2nd... That's all right. We were just... We're kind of assuming more of a digital... You find Juke Jackson's Winter Wonderland, where I have been whittling ornaments since January 2011 in preparation <laughs> for this Christmas. That's cool. As time has progressed, some of the carvings have become flawed, I will admit. But, but know that visiting Juke Jackson's Winter Wonderland, you are supporting a local man, mm -hmm. a local innocent man <laughs> who loves this city to death. Now I'd like to say good night, and yeah. I, will, I will email mm -hmm. you in some form about mm -hmm. my fee for this week's episode. <laughs> no okay well you're gonna have to email rory because i didn't no, know Duke, this was I, happening. I, yeah I, I know we didn't talk about money but i assume this was kind of like a courtesy thing like you could plug your your shop. of a true crime on this here podcast 
Not really. No, we don't want to not get involved. Really, we're not really in interested. That. Those shows where they break a crime down, prove a man innocent once and for all. Look, Duke, I'm going to keep it 100 with you right now. You're <laughs> almost dead, so you don't even really need to worry Whatever about it. Whatever it is you're trying to do, take it to the grave, I think, at this point, is the smartest thing mm -hmm. to do. Well, all right, boys, it's been a pleasure. I look forward to hearing from you the next time you end up in the beautiful city of Savannah, Georgia. All right, bye, Duke. Thank you, Duke. We can never go to Savannah, right? Did you say he's been making Christmas ornaments since 2011? Yeah, he made it sound like he's made like three. But only for this Christmas? Yeah, yeah, exactly. I don't know how he's paying he rent on so that unit. He it. must own the unit or something. But even then, how's he paying the bills? None of it makes sense. No one support him. Listeners, do not support <laughs> him. Do not go to Savannah, Georgia. All right, guys, thank you for listening to Wait, I just got an email. He just invoiced us. That was insanely... What? He was bluffing, by the way, on his digital skills. He invoiced us for two grand within seconds of hanging up on the call. It's a PDF. It's a perfectly formatted PDF. There's this registered... He knows what he's doing. He knows what he's doing. There's no, we're not paying the it. There's no way. All right. Kit and I are going to deal with it later. Hell. Uh, unfortunately, a huge chunk of your support on Patreon this month might go to uh, paying off Duke Jackson. I understand so how he's he paying for the... For Christmas shop then uh, thank you so much for listening thank you for listening guys I uh, hope you had a blast we will of course be back next Tuesday with another paranormal story and next month for another bonus episode, bonus episode. <laughs>